Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, uh, a dingy, uh, lit, dingily lit room that I'm in at the moment. Um, I don't know why. I just felt like I... You actually, you actually look like it's 11 o'clock on transfer deadline day and you're about to deliver some news. <laughs> no, I wish I was. I wish we were. Being able to... I feel like I've been delivering news. I feel like I've done the rounds of uh, transfer deadline day today, Paddy. Uh, been a busy day. Been on the whole cast just there. Been on... Carrot and Blue had a great chat with Dan Ronaldson. Check that out if you didn't see it. I, I it was I, I really enjoyed that today. And, and now I get to have my favorite chat of the day with Paddy. Well, Paddy Kelly to to discuss uh, Southampton. I heard you on something else today. What else was I on today? Oh, was it all Carrot and Blue? All villain, no filler, was it? All, all villain, no filler last night. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Getting them all in. Uh, yeah, Frankie's <laughs> out. So if, if you guys don't watch the All Villain, No Filler with Frankie uh, and the guys there, he. Frankie's great. It's a serious production quality. I like watch it. That's what I'll just tell you. Just watch it. Yeah, it's very we, good. we could do with producers like them on, it, on our show, making sure Absolutely. We're, <laughs> Absolutely, we're staying yeah. between the lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, producer. I just like a producer just to move the screens around so I don't make a harlex of it every time I go to press a button. <laughs> yeah. I love I love to listen to all the podcasts when when I know they spend a lot of time yeah. in the car. So. Um, those guys, I love, I love the way they're uh, they're quite lighthearted, and uh, himself and George are they bounce off each other well. They've obviously got a good relationship, so I enjoy that podcast. I have to say, yeah, yeah, I have, a, I have an idea for something for charity. I keep, I keep it close to my to my vest for the moment, but it involves podcasts. Anyway, we'll speak more about that, but uh, we do have Southampton coming up at the weekend, and that's what we're here to chat about. Um. And uh, it's <clears throat> it's one of those games that feels like a trap game, as in you know they lost, 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 and then they won. And then all of a sudden, 
there seems to be a bit of buoyancy about Southampton uh, at the moment. Um, I don't know whether they've made the right managerial appointment in Nathan Jones. Um, I think very much so people would look at that. And you might you might disagree with me in that one, Paddy, but I think a lot of people looked at, look at that and maybe go, you know, that's taking a chance a la Brighton did with the likes of Graham Potter bringing him up from Swansea. But I know that Nathan Jones is highly, is highly thought of as a coach, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. Am I wrong to feel that way or am I right to feel that way? I don't know. Look, you you, ne- you never know with the with these kind of appointments. Um, it it it's the same with us with Dean Smith, and he did a great job for us. You know, I I think it's good that clubs give the the homegrown managers a chance because it's the mm. only way we're going to find out if they're any good. Um, I'd rather it's not us giving us to untried managers, but uh, we did with our last manager, and it didn't didn't work out too well. Yeah. You, but you just never know. Um, as I said, uh. We did get a free Bubakar Kamara out of uh, Stephen Gerrard, so um, I'm I'm all for I'm all for uh, ex players getting getting a go at this and 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 good managers who are coming through the ranks at lower league clubs and at uh, underage teams at, at bigger clubs even. So there's a lot of that going on at the moment. So you you, you do see it at, at, at in the championship and further down. So why not the Premier League give someone a chance to to see what they're mm. made of? Yeah. Some people some people will argue that it was the cheap option. That's that's your own opinion, but for me, I think everybody is worth a try. And I th- I, th- I think really, uh, it's it's for me. I think with, with Southampton, you look at them; they've always had a philosophy of trying to bring in somebody who can coach. You, you go back through last, well, I know there's obviously people are going to pull out a duck egg somewhere along the line. But Ralph Hasselhutl, for all his bonkers tactical decisions at times, could coach teams. Um, Nathan Jones is a coach primarily. Uh, uh, you know, so it's uh, you even go back to Nigel Ad- Nigel Adkins, is it? Was it Nigel Adkins? Adkins yeah, Adkins, yeah. The coach, another lower league coach that came in and was able knew how to set up a team and knew how to set up training ground uh, aspects and stuff like that. So they have a bit of a history of doing that and a bit of um, a, a bit of uh, pedigree of doing that. So like it, it, it's not a surprise, but it's going to be interesting to see what he puts out because he has had. A rough enough start to the season. They've brought in some good players, Southampton, uh, like the Coletta Carr, who we were linked with. Uh, they've also had a bit of upheaval because their guy who came in and started bringing in half of Man City Academy left and up sticks and left and went to Chelsea. Like three, I suppose that's what you get when you try and poach your cuckoo and you start poaching eggs out of someone else's nest. You know, you're always afraid that that egg is going to hatch and it's going to fly off and do a cuckoo to the next nest as well. And, you know, his seat wasn't even warm when he came in. He was gone. But he brought did bring in some good players, Paddy, the likes of uh, Romeo Lavia, uh, who's a good player, who, did I read he might be out at the weekend? No, he's not. No, he's in. No, he's in. And and Gavin Bazuno, we know here uh, for the Irish team as well. Um, but why do you think, Paddy? And I and I know I might be putting you on the spot here, but why do you think that that this Southampton team isn't clicking? Do you think it's solely down to a new manager? Or do you think that it's it, it's that they've gone too young, too fast? Well, it, it depends on your what your opinion of not clicking is. They've won their last two Premier League games and they've knocked Man City out of the cup. So, are they starting to click? Are they coming into form? Um, is it is it a bounce that they're on? I don't know. We'll find out on Saturday if, if our bounce continues. Um, 
look, they've 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 a lot of names in there capable of winning games at Premier League level. There's there's some decent talent in there. Uh, Coletta Carr, who they signed, decent signing. They have a great goalkeeper, as you said. Um, sometimes it takes a bit of time for all this to come together. I think they're one of the teams, one of several. Like the amazing thing about this game is they they win against us on Saturday. They could go as high as 14th or 15th. That's just mm. the way. The, the, it's, it's bonkers that you can go from the bottom of the league to, to 15th or 14th. And bear in mind that we're three weeks into January at this stage and sh- these are all cut adrift. That's just not happening. So um, a little bit of patience is needed there. Um, I don't know I don't know what way their fans are with things. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they could very easily... Um, win a few on the bounce here and not have to worry about it um any looking down at anything but they do have uh they do have to play Newcastle next and then it's Brentford and Wolves so big big few weeks ahead for them um plus of course uh they're still in the EFL Cup and they're still in the FA Cup so yeah they they have a lot of irons in the fire so yeah and that Newcastle game is in the the League Cup as well um, oh, is it? Sorry. Yeah, that Newcastle game is in the, is in the League Cup, yeah. and the yeah, so they play Blackpool in the FA Cup. Um, Newcastle twice, yeah. Sorry, Newcastle. yeah, 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 coming up yeah. as well. So it's uh, it's it's look, it's they they have a lot of yeah, as you said, they have a lot of irons in the fire, and even looking at it over the next ten days, they have one, two, three, four, the five games, four games in the next ten days. So uh, they've also got you know a, a considerable well, I won't say considerable, they've got. F- five players out injured uh, at the moment so um they don't exactly have a massive squad either uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do and I'm not suggesting that they're going to rest anybody at the weekend because I think that they're going to think home form is going to keep them up this season or it's going to keep them above uh, their heads afloat above water but I suppose looking towards Aston Villa for the weekend and I know we will we will get on and talk about the Danny Ings piece in a moment because it, it's it's going to probably dominate uh a talking point, I suppose, with regards to this game at the weekend, considering how threadbare striking options were prior to things leaving, and now they're obviously not in any better state. Um, but Villa are going to go to Southampton at the weekend, Paddy, and I think that it's going to be a case of can Southampton break down Villa? Are they going to have the the nose to break down Villa, or are they going to work? Or are we going to have to just basically? defend a defend and hope not to give away a free kick within 25 yards and hope the war post doesn't put in the back of the net i think what i'm trying to get at here is that i have a newfound confidence in this aston villa team to be able to defend 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 and catch teams in the break and i don't know whether that is a case of arrogance on my behalf or um falsely placed arrogance or whether it's what we're just going to have to likely see when we go away from home in these games well I, I always have a fear of playing the teams that are further down that are in they're in trouble and need the points. Um, I'm we, we'll get on to Danny Ings later as you as you said, but we're 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 going effectively going into this now with no strikers because our strikers are probably better on the wing than than where they are. Um, they're not they're not going to get us bags of goals. So it's it's a question of where the goals come from. We need to score and we need to we need to get ahead. I think once we get ahead in this game, as early as possible, as always, I think I think we'll frustrate them and we'll hit them on the break, and that's that's what that's the beauty of what you get out Watkins and Bailey. I think we we will 
if we get ahead, we will win the game and win it comfortably. But getting ahead is the problem. I think they'll be tough to break down themselves. Um, they're most likely going to go with that three at the back, so it allows Walker Peters go forward and and uh, who's the motion the other side? Probably play Elianusi on the other side. I would say in that wing that wing role. Um, through the middle, they're probably going to have the two guys in Diallo and Lavia, War Prowse in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I'm getting at here is, I think that I don't think that we're going to get involved in a, or I don't think we're getting, going to get involved in a wing wing play battle with them. Um, I think that we're going to be stout. We're going to play a resolute four four two. It's going to be interesting to see. Does Ramsey start off the right? This time, does he go with Buendia up top with Watkins and Bailey on the right, Ramsey on the left, like we played in the second half against against Leeds? Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. I think if he does go that route, I think what we'll see is Ramsey cutting in an awful lot to kind of counteract that midfield tree. Um, mm. But I think my 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 biggest uh, the biggest thing that I'm looking for, looking at is uh, Walker Peters is their outlet. He was their outlet all, all last season. And I think he's going to be someone that they're going to look to, to get crosses in as well. So my eyes are going to be firmly cased on Alex Moreno in this game. What's your kind of hopes for him in this game, Paddy? And do you think that he's uh, like like obviously we we like what we've seen from him already, but um, do you think that now that there's eighty one minutes of tape on him that they might be able to spot some flaws in his game? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, what you can gather from that game, it was a very rough and tumble game. It was very end to end. Um, I think this one will be. A whole lot different, and I think um, we might get some change out of Moreno in attack, as well as as well as defensively. We're going to need him to st- to start off, but uh, you know I think they can be got at down that side. Elianusi defensively, I think is poor. I think he's a very good attacking player, but poor defensively mm-hmm. if he's deployed in that role. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be an interesting battle between the two of them. Um, but where where I see the game won and lost from our point of view is not giving away stupid free kicks and not having uh, Austin McPhee's uh, tape sent to the FA about the, the the walls not being back 10 yards, coming back to haunt him. And and that's that's genuinely a fear of mine. He has done it before. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, if we give away a, a free kick to see a, a Moreno or an Ashley Young standing on the post um, as... Uh, you know, as just something different, if if that was to happen, um, I think that's something we might deploy. That hasn't been seen in a long time around the Premier League, and that that would be my way of uh, deterring them from 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 trying to break us down for those free kicks around the box. Yeah, they're always going to be a talking point when you come up against James Ward Prowse because everybody knows that like he's got a talent for that uh, and for pinging one in the top bin. Um. Uh, the, the, my my biggest problem, I think, I suppose, with with the fact that you know Southampton, they they've won their last Premier League game against Everton. They had to rely on James Ward Prowse to pull one out of the bag. He ain't going to score one in every game. So they the they've obviously brought in your man Arsic uh, up front, the Croatian Croatian guy, more than likely going to play alongside Che Adams this weekend. But I just like we, we've spoken about breaking down players in the lower block or teams in the lower block previously. Like, I, I genuinely can't. I, I would be absolutely flummoxed if Southampton were to break us down when we go into our defensive shell, into almost our six-man defense. I just can't see it. And for that reason, I always think 
and 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 I've no other reason to believe we did it against Leeds, we did it against Spurs, we did it against, and teams are always going to create chances, but you know if they don't score them, then that's all they are is chances. Jesus, we've been in that bucket before. But I always think it gives us a puncher's chance against any team. And when we go away to a team like Southampton, I expect it to be our, our structure. And 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 I, I expect us to win this at the weekend because we finally have some sort of tactical structure in there, albeit not pretty. Um, do you think that he's going to... Do, do you think he's going to abandon that structure, Paddy, uh, even away from home, like he arguably did against Liverpool? Because that seems to have been the furthest deviation he's gone from his normal everyday plan. And whether that was meant by the players or whether, or whether that was meant by him or whether it was something that just happened by the players, what do you think? Do you think he's going to abandon that, that, um, that stout defensive structure? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it was, it was abandoned by him. I, I think that's just the way uh, there, there was just this, I, I suppose, too much respect given to Liverpool and, that, and that's what caused the, the change in shape. Mm-hmm. That, that's just my opinion on it. And um, my friend who sits in the lower trinity said that he, he had his work cut out for him that day because there was fellas all over the place just being dragged here and there. Even though Liverpool weren't that good, I suppose it was just a fear and, and a respect that, that led them to do that. You know, it's not so long ago we we, we kind of laughed at Southampton's 4-2-2-2 and a Hasselhootl and saying he was mad and all that. And all of a sudden, in attack, that's, that's the way we are ourselves. I, I, th- I think it's all good. Um, I, I think he'll stick, stick to his guns. He seems to be, uh, I suppose, stubborn is a word I'd use. So I, I can't imagine he's going to deviate from that, especially this weekend against a team that's fighting for his life. I, I, th- I think it's the right system to set up and the right system to get at them on the break. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I agree with it. And look, I have no problem playing out the next 20 games or the next uh, 19 games that we've left in the league with that stru- that structural uh, resolute defence because uh, I want to see it in action. And I think, I think the defence that we have at the moment, uh, and I've said it in a couple of podcasts today, I think that, yes, we do need a striker. Yes, we do need a winger. And I think that we'd be active, obviously, with getting those. But over the next two transfer windows, obviously, when I speak about the next two, I mean June and the following January, I wouldn't be surprised to see the overhaul happen in defence just because of age profiles and so on. But, you know, I think that this, I think the defence are, are learning what they can, what, what they need to do under Unai Emery. And Tyrone Ming said an interesting thing today. He said, uh, well, actually, it mightn't have been today, but I saw an interesting quote from Tyrone Mings that sometimes I forget. He said before he joined Villa, he only played 20 games at centre half. And uh, he was only kind of beginning now after four or five years of playing there to to kind of understand the finer tunings of playing centre half. So uh, maybe it takes different managers to be able to 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 show play, show players how to do that. And hopefully he goes on to prosper um, for the rest of the year under this defensive structure. But Paddy, let's mention the elephant in the room or the elephant that has left the room um, at the moment. Danny Ings uh, obviously transferred out of Aston Villa, out of Villa Park today. And uh, to be honest with you, a whirlwind transfer. You're well known as being one of his... Uh, one of his promoters, in, in in fairness, hashtag Team Paddy. Um, talk to me about it, and and, and uh, you, you know, what's your feelings on it? Um, I suppose well, it, overall, it's it's not it's not a question of being one of his promoters. I I just always believe you have to have a goal scoring fox in the box at mm. this level. Someone someone who'll dig it out when you're stuck. Someone to do what he did against Wolves, not only in scoring the goal, putting that ball through to Leon Bailey. The, the guy, in my opinion, did not get a fair crack of the whip at Aston Villa. That's just my opinion. He went through three managers. They all can't be wrong. Uh, if he goes 
fair play to him, but I, I was gutted today to see that news. And kind of weird that he hasn't actually left, that the deal hasn't been done. Medical was only done late this evening. I think I yeah. saw that on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> but like, I know, I know Emery has said that it's done. So we just got to take that as as gospel. But yeah, I'm gutted. I'm I'm a bit pissed off and just a little bit worried. Um, as I said to you earlier, we've got we've got the two boys. There's zero pressure on them now. Who's going to come off the bench? Caden Young, Coutinho, Buendia. The the two boys are probably the best we have in that position. So they've nothing to worry about. They're going to start until um, Duran either. Does or doesn't go to this competition that's happening in he's, South America. He's not going. No, no, he's not going. Uh, but he won't well, be on the weekend. Ash, Ash Priest has said it, but we have yeah. we heard anything officially? No, that that's we haven't. No. Yeah. So hopefully, I, I'd rather see him stick around. Um, on the other hand, it wouldn't be a bad preseason for him to go and get three games out there in a week. That's the that's the other side of the coin from my point of view. Terrifying. He hasn't played competitively. Pardon. Be terrified he pick up a hammer or something like that. Yeah, but like it's it's warm wet it's warm weather uh games, it's it's in the southern hemisphere, so it's summertime down there. Uh I just think those three games will do him good. Um he's gonna be here the weekend and if he gets a run, it'll be probably be ten minutes. So maybe maybe they just want to keep him there and judge his fitness or whatever. It's just it's just strange to pull him out at this stage. <clears throat> so we'll we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. Um I, I, I don't know whether the he even has his work permit at this stage, so I don't no. even know whether he'd be in the squad at the weekend. So whether 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 it's justified, he won't. Ash Priest has said that, that he won't be involved. Uh, the, mm. It's unlikely that international clearance and that visa visas yeah. and work permits will be true. But if if that's the case, I'd have absolutely no problem sending them back to play those games because I think they'd stand to him. Bear in mind the MLS is finished since November, so he hasn't had any competitive action since then. I don't think he played international yeah. football since November either. No. So yeah, look, it's it's, it's a promising sign, and we spoke about him the other day, but. The elephant in the room is now that we don't have a proven goal scorer in our squad. We don't have that that guy who makes the defenders defend a bit deeply. Um, and, you know, I genuinely believe that given more time, he would have scored more goals and he just didn't get it. And I totally get why Watkins was played ahead of him. I don't get why Bailey was constantly played ahead of him, you know, over the last period of time. But... We we just got to we just got to trust the process now until the management team let us down, which we have a habit of doing to us. But hopefully it won't be this time, and trust that he has somebody coming in. I think he plays, he, he gives a lot of honesty, but uh, he also plays his cards very close to his chest when he's speaking. Mm. Um, and I think he spoke very well of Danny Ings today. In fairness to him, um, I think everybody knows that Danny Ings is a, is a decent professional, and, and I, I I don't think. I don't think any right-minded football man will be happy that he's going. But on the other hand, 31 years of age, if the deal is right for us, so be it. I just felt we could have waited until Monday when we got a two-week break. I know that probably wasn't That's possible. That's my thought. Yeah. Um, if, if we'd have waited till Monday just to have that in the squad, then we've got two weeks off. But it's quite obvious West Ham want them in there and starting against Everton at the weekend. So we just got to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said, look, my 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 very, I, I've spoken 
almost too many words on this this th- today. So my one line synopsis is I would have been happier if we got somebody else in. I don't like the fact that we're left, as you said, with with, uh, with Treadbare in the striking department. I wish Danny Ings all the best. I would have been I would have been happier if it was fifteen to eight million, eighteen million as opposed to twelve to fifteen. But they're all, I suppose, small things. Uh, and one last thing I'll say is that. Um, Unai Emery did speak well about him. He said this is a move for Danny Ings as much as it is a move for the club. And that would lead me to believe that there's probably a mutual kind of situation in this, that Danny Ings went, hey, listen, I'm 30. We'll be 31 in July. I ain't mm. sitting on the bench. I can't sit on the bench. For my future, I don't want to be gathering yeah. dust and I need to start playing. I've had two big injuries. So um, I'll be in. I'm on a huge contract here at Aston Villa. I'll get decent money somewhere else and I'll play mm. myself into a better contract because I back myself and that's probably the way the conversation went. And, and that's the type of guy that Danny Ings yeah, is. I agree. So fair play to him. And I, I, I think this could be the boy of the transfer window because I think he'll get West Ham out of the shit without a shadow of a doubt. I just hope he doesn't do it against us in a few weeks. West Ham should never be anywhere near where they are with the quality of player that they have. Like it's ridiculous when you look at that. When you look at the front four that they have, even if you put in Skamaka instead of Antonio or Ings, yeah. you look at the three behind him. You look at the two behind them. It's mind-boggling where they are, where they are. So I yeah. think I actually think they would have pulled out of it regardless. They would have pulled out of the mire regardless. But... I, th- I still think they needed to sign players because it looks like there's lads there of down tools. So yeah, Jared Bowen, what's happened there? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but look, supposed to be on the plane to Qatar. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Who, who knows? Anyway, they, exactly. They could come roaring back and finish ahead of us very easily. That's how close it is with everything, so... 10 points as I've had this I had this conversation in the Claret and Blue that means they have to win four more games and get win four games and us to lose four games mm. in a 20 game period it's not un- insurmountable but You're looking look at Newcastle last year. Uh, that's the one time it's ever been done in the league <laughs> one time it's ever been I'm done just proving a point that it can be done that's what I'm saying. But there's how many years? 1992 to so there's 31 years of the Premier League. It was done once in 31. So they have a one in 31 chance, I suppose. That's the way I would put it. Um, that, that they could do that. Um, but that would mean uh, us. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know why. I got into this with, with Dan Rollinson as well in the Clarence Blue today. I don't know why we picked West Ham as the benchmark of we've to finish above West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose maybe that is that is why it is. Paddy, let's talk a small about it as well. I have a podcast ready to go. I'm going to release a first thing in the morning on Moussa Dembele. I have another one on Jared Delefeo that I just completely forgot to release three days ago when I said I would. But on Moussa Dembele, Paddy, um, somebody that you've seen and that I've seen play for Celtic, obviously at a younger age, um, always looked like a player to me. He seems to have grown up a small bit. And what I mean by that is he's put a bit of meat in his bones and he's gone out to France. He's had some really good seasons. He's had some seasons where it hasn't clicked for him. What was your what's your view of him as a player? I suppose maybe even just thinking back these days at Celtic. Well, he, he was very exciting at Celtic, very raw at the time. Um, obviously the standards you, you have to take that with a pinch of salt as well. But he had this unbelievable knack of getting away from from the the central defender and being in, oh, over over the space of a half a second, he's gained seven or eight yards, and they just they just couldn't deal with him up there. Whether he still has that after bulking up, I, I watched uh, recently, as I say, recently, a, a game he played against PSG back in, I think it was October or whatever, and it was all off the shoulder, very close to the striker, and he just backed himself over those few yards. Um, 
is, you can't question his finishing. And once he's in that position, I think he's a great goal scorer. Um, it's just positionally, um, will he have the the prowess to do that in the Premier League? He's only played a couple of games in the Premier League with Fulham back in the day, um, before they went down. So he did Two. very well. Two games, L- yeah, literally a couple, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah I, I yeah. thought he played about. I thought he had about twenty Premier League. I games. did do my research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I, yeah. but I, I'm saying I, I, I thought he played about twenty. He was only seventeen as well back then. Jesus, yeah, yeah. it seems like a million years ago. But he, he absolutely tore up the championship then as well, which, as we know, was very hard to do. So he's well capable of doing it. Can we get a tune out of him? I think I think this management team can. Um. Where, you have a lot of questions. Then, where where does Duran come in? Where do, where does Bailey go? Where where does where does Watkins go? So, look, I I think we need a striker. I think we need to have one more in. I think the deal could be right for us. Bearing in mind that it looks like Leon are trying to offload him on a on a contract termination, as opposed to trying to get money just to get him off the books so they can get a couple of players in. They're looking at signing a young Brazilian guy that that Newcastle are looking at uh, as well. Actually, two long young Brazilian guys. One Newcastle are looking at, and uh, oh, the name escapes me of the other guy. I mentioned him on a podcast recently. I think it might have been on the Villa View. Um, he was. Uh, it just stood out to me because he was one of those Brazilian strikers that I was. Uh, I was looking at um, to do a specifically uh, Brazilian players in Brazil that uh, Villa should just go in and target and sign them up when they're young and then they go in and they do that with John Duran. Um, so that, this is me having a bitch and moan session about why Villa aren't scoring the South American market uh, to try and sign up and come in players and bring them in for 16, 17, 18 million and then watch their their prices rise um, and then they go in and they do it with John Duran. Um, I, I, I'll talk more in the Dembele in the podcast that I'm going to do on him but I'm like you. I, I actually think he's he's what Una Emery wants, uh, and and probably it's it's more that that movement between the two centre halves. I'm going to be talking about that an awful lot. I've done a bit of a bit of research and and some players that that Emery had, like Gerardo Romero, um, at uh, at Sevilla. Um, I haven't seen Moussa Dembele's pace slack off, as in I haven't seen him turn into Lukaku uh, overnight since he started to bulk up a small little bit. One thing I will say about Moussa Dembele, for, six, for a guy at six foot, he's one of the best um, winners of... Uh, he's, or, when I say he's one of the best, he's, he's pretty decent at winning aerial duels. You know, winning that ball in the air, trying to get that ball... Um, uh, the, the, the to, to win those flick ons and to bring that bone that down, he, he's like he's in the top ten percent of of strikers in all of Europe's top five leagues yeah. at that, which is deceptive and it's something <clears> that that maybe we've missed because we certainly don't have a headed goal threat anyway within the team and 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 we didn't uh, with, with things and walking. So there, I think there's areas of his game he's extremely comfortable with the ball at his feet as well. Doesn't have that defensive work to his to his game. I'll be he's not a slouch in defence. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have the defensive work that Danny Ings did. Danny Ings was superb in a defensive position uh, mm. for Aston Villa, um, and that's something that always went under the radar. But I, I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about that a small bit more, and I'd be happy with the Musa Dembele uh, if he was yeah. to come in. And it's kind of come out of nowhere, Paddy. Like I mentioned him to you, I think at the start of the transfer window, or maybe around around Christmas time. I just tr- as a throwaway name, going. I think I'll do a podcast on him because he looks like an interesting character, and I never did it, obviously. And then this this comes up, but um, it's it it seemed like the way that uh, Jacques Santi was saying today that. Uh, it, it 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 seems like there's a bit of something in it, you know that it's it's a well, bit I, more I than conjecture. I think it's an attractive proposition, as I said 
we're going to get him on a free. The wages won't be overly big either compared to what you know what you're paying for a striker. I think you could get him in initially on a on a lower contract with with, with bonuses written in there. So it it sounds <clears throat> it sounds like a decent risk to take for the club as well as for Unai Emery that if if it wasn't to work out that's okay, we could ship him out and, and, and everything would be absolutely fine and no one would lose any sleep over it. It's uh, We've a lot more worrying ones in the squad with pay, paying big wages that we, mm. we have to worry about than, than one like this. I don't imagine you'd have to pay him the extortionate wages um, unless there's somebody else in the battle and then, then we're in a bidding war with wages. But I, I think it's a risk worth taking. As you said, I saw him many times play for Celtic, absolutely tear it up up there. I know it's a different league. Um, didn't have a particularly good time in his loan spell at Atletico Madrid, but uh, for Leon, all throughout, all throughout his time there, he's been an ever present. And that I, I can only imagine that loan deal must have been too good for uh, for Leon to turn down, and that's why they they let him go for that period of time. But uh, it's it's a strange one, but um, to get him in this month for free, why not? Yeah. A couple of things in him, like he's he's yeah uh, no I I'll go into it more in 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 the podcast and already that, but I think I'm with you on that. I I think to be honest with you, I think he's probably a kind of a smart signing. Somebody to come in does a lot of the things that Danny Ings does, um, and has the statistical output to to back it up to, um, albeit that Danny Ings just has other worldly shots to goal ratios, like you know he's just mm. a as you say he is a marksman, and that was never in question, um. He uh, like there there are very few people uh, over last year anyway, and, and and specifically I suppose this year that that had the shots to goal ratio of Danny Ings. Um, but once again, as I say, um, the Bruce Dembele is no slouch either in that aspect. That aspect too. So I think it'd be an interesting prospect. Um, mm-hmm. And if he was to come in, uh, he'll have two weeks to get the get get into um Una Emery's uh way of thinking and to to maybe get into those uh I think I think I, there's a I think there's a bit of downtime next week I think the players are going away on uh on again Sunday. holiday yeah. camp back in holiday camp they're just yeah. back from it <clears throat> Jesus that's the joys of getting knocked out of the FA Cup by Stevenage. You can get a few days off to go to Dubai or wherever you want to go. Well, uh, see, and and everybody was saying it's all downhill, it's all downtrodden, and we should be all upset about that. <laughs> what happens if this break, Paddy, is the difference and the players come back revitalised and we win the league? What happens? I'll put it down to this to this time off. The losing to Stevenage made us win the league. There we go. Um, <laughs> Let's look that. at a couple of the comments there, Paddy. Actually, I've completely neglected Matthew. Matt, Matthew, Matt, I felt like I was giving out to you there actually because I've never <laughs> called you Matthew before. Matt, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a busy day. It has been a busy day. All right, today trying to fit everything in, having a full time job as well. But I wouldn't have it any other way, and I thoroughly mean it when I say it. I genuinely could talk about Aston Villa for twenty four hours straight, and I might just do that sometime. Um, I might just do that. <laughs> I will see. I wouldn't put uh, a path you. I wouldn't put it past me either. Two cans of Red Bull and a bottle of whiskey, and I might even get two days straight out of it. It'd be fine. <coughs> Sorry, I can't shake this cough. Um, a couple of other things there is we've got Mike Collins in LA. Good to have you, Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Michael Huggins, right? I put up this comment, but what I wanted to say is I'm loving your puns about Duran Duran in the in, in the chat. <laughs> 
but I'm not putting them all up because <laughs> I'd be uh, here all night. Not only is he seeing you more than the other half, he's now seeing you in the dark. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, everybody's fancy seeing me in the dark, isn't it? That's what it is. Martin says a great thing here. Uh, Martin Furnival, um, let's make Ashley Young our striker. He smashed the last position change. Well, Martin, <laughs> Ashley Young started as a striker for Watford. Um, and that we actually signed him as a he just transitioned into the, into the into the wing position when we signed him from being a striker. And if I'm not mistaken, when he first joined the club, he was played as that number that number ten, uh, the second striker uh, up top. Um, so maybe maybe you're onto something there, man. Maybe you're onto something. The Swiss Army knife, the 37 year old Swiss Army knife, could be um, could be one to 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 look at for that position. John Steele, good to see you, John. Um, Emery is the hoodoo killer. Next to fall is the third kid hoodoo. I, absolutely. Let's get rid of it. Let's get, not the third kid. I actually like the look of it, but just like, let's get that monkey off our back as opposed to getting the kid <laughs> off our back, I think. Um, Michael, thank you so much. He says, if you're doing something for charity, I can provide a, ch- a Cadbury's chocolate hamper. Um, maybe. Yeah, I might I might take you up in that offer. I might take you up in that offer, Michael. We'll, we'll, we'll speak more on that. Um... Where else are we looking here? Uh, Daniel says he's a small bit concerned about the upcoming game. We have a habit of underachieving against teams lower in the table. Absolutely. And that's going to be one of the legacies I think that Unai Emery is going to have to dispel from this Aston Villa mindset. What do you think, Paddy? Um, yeah, that, that, <clears throat> I think I said that earlier on, that that's my fear against mm-hmm. the teams that are that are in the in the mire, that we, we tend to not show up against them or feel that we just have to turn up and win. Um, I think our psychology is changing. I think I think Emery has, has working his magic there a little bit. Obviously, we still think of Stevenage when when things like this are going to come up. But uh, as I said, the fact that they're bottom of the league, they're only one win away from being well out of it. So you you just never know. And they've won their last two. So if 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 they were to pull off a surprise here, would it be such a surprise? Maybe not. I just think we have to be at it from the word go. Uh, I think we will be though. I, I think there's I think there's a lot to play for here with players coming in, talks of players coming in. There's players need to play themselves into their plans. Um, thought he spoke very well today. He sounds like a man that has them ready to go for this. Um, thought it thought it unusual as well that uh, he did the presser today so he could get his last bit of preparations in tomorrow before going down to stay in so outside Southampton tomorrow night. So. All, all good, all positive from his point of view. We just got to make sure it's positive from the word go on Saturday. A couple of people asking things. Can we we call Archer? Can we, says Pete. Can we we call David? Says Bruce or even Wesley. No, David has gone. Archer can't be recalled, and, and Wesley, Wesley is on his way back. I think somebody that that actually sounded a bit bullshitty to me. But uh, uh, when I read it on Twitter today, I think it was just so, something that grew legs. Wesley in coming back. But he's our player. Season. He's our player. He's our player. But if if his um if his loan club decides he's coming back, I've even forgotten where he bloody is at this Levante. Stage. Levante. If they decide he's coming back, he's coming back. Whether whether he can come back and play himself into the plans, who knows? I I highly doubt yeah. it. Considering he hasn't been the same player since. The I'll injury. write the script. I'll write the script for the for the movie if he does. Go, going to Turkey is he? 
Uh, no, no, no. I, I'll write the script. If he comes back and shoots us up the table and comes back and, and is the striker that we've been missing, I'll write the script. That, and we'll all, all of our listeners will all go to Cannes. Who knows? For, for he he for could be our uh, Miguel Almiron. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm thinking more of what were the two strikers that that Mike Bassett, England manager, called up? Was it Benson and Hedges? Benson and Hedges. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Maybe it could be something more like that. Actually, I do you know what I'm being harsh on him. I'm feeding into the into the into the the stereotype of him. I actually quite liked him at Aston Villa, and I was one of the people who stood up for him until he got that injury. But um, he just hasn't done anything since he's come back from what must be said it was a horrible injury. It was very bad, and needed, absolutely. And horrendous. then the infection, yeah. I think, afterwards certainly didn't help matters, mm-hmm. uh, which was really strange because the last two strikers that we had that got really bad injuries, Libor Kozak bad infection almost ended his career and then Wesley got an infection as well and that's incredibly unlucky mm. um remember Libor Kozak my god them were the days huh um uh, also, uh John Steele says there someone else who's on his way back is Traore bad but knee injury but he's injured yeah yeah Bad. He's only coming back because he, so he picked up. We're, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of players himself and Aaron Ramsey be keeping themselves very busy <laughs> on the yeah. treatment table. Yeah, uh, I but think if someone I... else, someone else, come back injury. We've Kane Kessler Hayden back in the squad as well. Brad uh, Young is Brad back. Young is back. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know whether he's brave enough to put Brad Young into the squad at the weekend, but I, I expect it's uh, Caden Young as the is the only striker we're going to see on the bench. Although, who knows? Uh, Declan Firth, maybe. Who knows? Not Declan. What's his name? Declan Firth, yeah. Is Declan, yeah. Declan, yeah, yeah. Um, go, yeah, it's somebody who was in around Chelsea and and has scored quite a few goals for our, our youth system. Um, he's an interesting one. He just never gets called up to the first team ever, mm. ever, ever. So you, you kind of have to wonder what the story is is there if you would ever be considered. But but as you say, potentially it could be a Caden Young. Potentially it could be a. a Oh, who's to say we don't see Brad Young on the bench? Who's to Nobody. say we don't? Yeah, could very uh, easily happen. Uh, there was a question there. I can't find it now, but I remember seeing it a moment ago. Who takes our penalties? Paddy, who do you think takes our penalties? Should we get one now that Daniel William Patrick Ings is gone? Ashley Young. If he's playing. He will be. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be playing. If we got a, If we got a penalty on... On uh, Saturday, I would be surprised to see anybody push Ashley Young out of the way. But anybody who isn't named Philippe Coutinho, I would say that's if he's playing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? We just get Dougie to just take a corner instead. I I don't think we've anything to worry about because we just don't get penalties, anyways. (laughs) This is it. Where's AVFC Stato? Do you know what? Can We've talked about getting a producer. I also need to get somebody just to fucking message me and say, can you please text AVFC Stato to get the stats? I sometimes, I have a mental ma- mental block on doing it every week. Do you know what? I'm going to put it in my phone in reminders right now. Paddy, take the whatever. He actually, he actually sent me a stat today because we were talking about uh, the goals to game ratio of, uh, goals to minutes ratio of Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. But we won't go there. He, he's gone now at this stage, so there's no point. <laughs> um, Yeah. Okay. Reminder set. Now, the only problem is I've just set a recurring reminder. 
we don't always play on Saturday at three o'clock, so I'm gonna have to re undo that now again after the podcast. So, see, this <laughs> is the problem. This is my life. Teresa's there to remind you. This is my life. I can remember how I can remember a ballpark figure of Danny Ings goals to shot ratios over ninety minutes, but I can't remember how to work a bloody phone at times. Mm. That's 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 a big issue for me. Um, that's a big issue. Um, I think that's probably going to do it, Paddy. Like we're obviously going to be back again. You guys are going to see our faces probably before the end of the week. I just have a sneaking suspicion that we might get some announcements of things tomorrow. Villa haven't actually announced Danny Ings has left yet. Maybe it could be a Danny Ings is gone. But wait, we have this behind door number two is Musa Dembele or something like that. Could, wouldn't it be great, actually? I'd love to have that job. I do I do a lot of piss takes a blind date um, for my transfer uh, transfer announcements or, or stuff like that, higher or lower taking old clips from those shows and putting people's faces in the cards or something like that. I don't know. But um, once again, tangential, I'm off again. But we're we're going to probably wrap it up on that, guys. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing me today. Um, I do apologize. Uh, but we'll be back for a Team Sheet Tantrum on Saturday at 1.50. That's 13.50 in the 24-hour clock. And uh, that is GMT for all our international listeners. And we will also be back with a post-match on Saturday after the Southampton game. So anything breaks in the meantime, uh, we will obviously jump on and we will discuss it. Uh, but thanks so much, everybody, for watching and for listening. Please give this a thumbs up. If you think you know of somebody who'd enjoy the podcast, please pass on our, our, our link for the podcast on YouTube or even the audio link. If they don't do YouTube and they just listen to podcasts when they're working or driving or whatever, we always put the stuff up in the audio podcast as well. Word of mouth is the best way to spread spread stuff like this. And I think... Uh, um and and uh, as I say, if you guys would consider us uh, spreading it by word about that would be fan dabby dozy as the as my aunt used to say, um that would be fantastic. <laughs> so thanks, a million. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa, up the villa. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.